to the Draft Time Show on allravensradio.com. Yeah! All right! We have only the best, 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 best DJs from around the world. All Flavors Radio. Not many people have discipline, but the great ones do. Oh yes, oh yes, beautiful people. How are you all doing out there in All Flavors Land? I am Wimbo77 and sadly tonight, naturally, Lily cannot make it with us. So we, we have a very eclectic um, group in the studio tonight. And um, as we said, uh, our special guest is the, the original voice of Mr. Vane, Tanya Evans. And we'll be speaking to her shortly, as well as Kenny. How are you doing? I'm fine. How are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good. Kenny is stepping in tonight for Naturally Lily. Yes, I'm sorry to say Naturally Lily wasn't feeling too well tonight. So I have been thrown in to the proverbial deep end. <laughs> Is it proverbial deep end? I'm going to say proverbial. <laughs> You're doing well oh, so far. Well. Yes. It's a family show. It really is. But guess what? The kids aren't here tonight, so we won't have any screaming in the back. We won't have the background sound effects tonight, guys. Oh, I, I might give you a few. Uh, if, I get, if I get a few rug. <laughs> oh, don't worry about that. Don't worry. And to Carlo, I literally had 20 minutes to work out what I was doing. Um, so it's nice to get a change up and we'll see how Kenny might be sitting in the hot seat from now, D. Who knows? Let us know. I <laughs> the crown. <laughs> <laughs> so as we saw there with that wonderful uh, discipline or the fearless <sighs> motivation, that discipline, that, that is something really, really important for all of us to tap into because it's not just going to school or college where we learn we are all in the university of life and it's always a constant learning curve now tonight we have a lot a lot to be getting on with really in the sense that we have a wonderful guest as mentioned coming in and we know that it is the 11th of may and the year is moving on swiftly. It's flying. Right? What do you say, Ken? It's flying. It's flying. It uh, it's National Day today. Uh, as I said, May the 11th. And it's interesting the day that it is. Do you know what day it is? It is National Twilight Zone Day. Really? Yes. Oh, I love the Twilight Zone. <laughs> I love it. National Twilight Zone Day, May the 11th. And it says we're celebrating... A more science fiction, horror, supernatural drama and unexpected twists than you could shake off. <laughs> it's all about the fifth dimension and beyond. That's why it's called the Twilight Zone, right? Yes. And some, gonna... some people say it was the greatest show on TV. Yeah. I, I, I guess so for its time. Tanya. I recently um, listened to the audio book of Rod Serling, the creator of the Twilight Zone. Yes. And his life, because I was so inspired by it. Um, um, I just wanted to know his life biography. Yeah, yeah. and it's great because obviously it's over. When was it created in the sixties? Wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it the was. Twilight it Zone. was, and, and it's interesting because from that, the Twilight Zone from the sixties, there's been spin-offs. Yeah. Uh, there's been deviations. Mm-hmm. There's been graphic novels, movies, radio series, even a board game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And I, there's one that I watch. Uh, oh no, I've forgotten it. I've forgotten it. He had something before. Spin-off. 
did before he, the Twilight Zone. What he, was the, What was the one before? It's the one before the Twilight Zone um, that I like. It, um, he was one a prolific, step beyond. I think it's called yeah, one step beyond. Yeah, and he had another one, um, the gallery or something. Oh, I've not heard that one. Oh no, no, I think he used the gallery background, but he was a prolific um, screenwriter yeah. and playwriter. Yeah, fantastic. I think the one before the Twilight Zone was actually one step beyond. Yeah, um, that was right. more from the fifties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was That's early fifties, right. early fifties. Yeah. Yeah. And then they went into the Twilight Zone, didn't they? Yeah, mm-hmm. and he did mm-hmm. more than that. He did other things as well. He worked with my favourite author, Sidney Sheldon. He did all sorts of things. See, there he, you go. He, he served in the army, and he saw. Um, one of his colleagues decapitated, and, oh, wow. and that inspired him to do the Twilight Zone. You know, you know that dark um, love—I mean, not love hate, but sweet, bittersweet yeah. sort of thing. He's always had that dichotomy with his life. It's amazing because I, I love it. All things um, that are out of the ordinary. We had a, an experience like that yesterday, didn't we, Ken? Yeah. Did we with the bike? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I I can't I'll let, I'll, I will let you carry on because I'm just trying to configure what we what 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 it was. We were fixing Ken's bike. There you go. And um, one of the rings dropped, and it's almost like it dropped into another dimension. We could not find this ring. Oh right, you, it, so it was right there, and you couldn't see. We it. couldn't see it. Really? We couldn't see it, and we must have spent over an hour or so looking for it. We did finally find it, and it was on the bike. Mm. But, but you heard it drop though. We heard, we heard it, drop it drop onto the floor. We did definitely heard it drop. It might have dropped onto bounce. the bike though. Yeah, so it could have made that ting noise when it dropped onto the bike. But yeah. to me that was like, oh, this is unbelievable. Why can we not find this ring? Why can't we find this ring? And that was uh, one of the things. Mm. As well as I had a silver ring once. And I could not find it for about three years. I put it down somewhere, could not find this ring for about three years. And then one day I was in my bedroom, then I heard something drop on the floor. It was a silver ring. Wow. So it was almost like it came through some kind of, this is me. The Mandela my, effect. Yes, in some warped, you know, mm-hmm. because we're talking here now about the fifth dimension, right? Or the six or the how many dimensions when there are. When the moon is in the seventh uh, There you go. Aquarius. Age of the Aquarius. I hope you're going to play that record. The age of the Aquarius. <laughs> Well, we were actually in the age of the Aquarius last year. You know that, right? Yeah, we've gone into Pisces now, have we? There you go. So, isn't it amazing? So, this Twilight Zone is quite apt for today. It was uh, a a series that came out in the 1950s. I think Mm -hmm. that One Step Beyond was just before that. Way ahead of its time, wasn't it? Way ahead of its time. Way, way ahead. I love some of the stories. Like, it did make you think, right? Yeah, that's what he wanted to do. His aim was to make people think, and he always wanted to have people think about the principle and moral of a story that he had written and he used other writers as well though but he did most of the work himself he worked he worked himself too much you know he yeah. did work himself to death so I'm not sure how he passed or anything in that sense heart attack he was, was only about 52 or something oh, wow. he's working too yeah. hard he did it? work too hard yeah well but to be creative it does take a lot out of you as well he realised it towards the end of his life, but it was a little bit too late. Mm. So he warned his colleagues not to do what he did. Wow, that's mm. just mm. overdoing mm. it when Isn't it comes it? to the work. But all of that imagination, that must have kept him awake at night yeah, sometimes, he right? Did. He, he put a, a lot into his career, you know. He put a great deal yeah. into his career. So they say, how do we celebrate this um, National Twilight Day? Well, the good thing is, after it ended in 1964, Steven Spielberg famously ah, there rebooted you go. it in 1985. I believe. He, he was probably inspired by it though, wasn't he? He was, Steven? he was. He Steven's was just a lot of yeah. people inspired by it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, he adapted the original show. Yeah. Actually. And it returned to television on CBS. Mm -hmm. Okay. Developed into another reboot. And that lasted for four years. Mm -hmm. And then developed again 2020, 2002 and 2019. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what was in 2019, the reincarnations were developed in 2002, 2019. Mm -hmm. And there was similar structure to the original. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, how to celebrate National Twilight Zone Day? Now, there's not a national hashtag National Twilight Zone Day. I can't see that, but it says that we can play a board game. So, apparently, there was a, an official Twilight Zone board game that was released in 1964. I wonder if that's a collectible. That must be a collectible. Yeah, it must. It I must would be. assume that's a collectible. I have never seen that before. I've never seen it. I haven't <laughs> seen it myself. Maybe so, it's in America. <laughs> so if you're out there, guys, and you have one, please do let us know. That might actually be in the same... We, we spoke about a board game. I think it was Monopoly um, recently. And I think that one... No, it was Scrabble that we spoke of. And that is in the the, the Games Hall of Fame. There's actually a Games oh, really? Hall of Fame. Yeah, so this one might actually be there. Yeah. It, it also says that we can host a tele... A tele Vision Marathon. Well, you can, it? If you think about it, from 1964 to yeah. 2019, you got a host of episodes yes. that you could pick and choose from. Mm -hmm. to there were so many, so many. And they're really, really good, yeah. right? So it gets you thinking, these ones. And then it says we can take a course. So it says a number of colleagues and universities provide science fiction classes. It's a great way to further your education and learn more about the word the world of science fiction. Mm -hmm. While the Twilight Zone may be the most popular interpretation of genre, there are countless other shows, movies and novels to discover. Mm -hmm. And that's so true, isn't mm -hmm. it? That's true. Because you spoke of Steven Spielberg. Yes. And I Tanya. discovered something on um, YouTube, but I can't remember the name of it. It was very similar to the Twilight Zone, but not in the supernatural way. It was more of a... Um, a, a, a theme of like each episode had like a um oh um just like a moral of moral of the okay, story yeah. kind of thing and there's it's a very good there there's a lot of those there's ones loads. isn't there yeah, 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 yeah. i can't there's remember there's a young guy that does but they're not so on the supernatural side uh lily you know the guy that we speak about they they do a story and then they'll give you the moral at the end but it's more like to do with everyday life oh okay that's but, good yeah i'll have to i can't remember the guy's name but he's very very good on YouTube. I mean, Rod Serling, he, he had a lot of problems in the beginning of his career before the um, show that preceded The Twilight Zone with writing, because okay. people wanted to steer him away from his um, idea of the supernatural and everything. Yeah, I guess so, back in the, that day, though, it must have been a bit strange to talk was, about things like that. Yeah, it was very much so, yeah. Yeah. And there were other shows, like Attack of the Martians, is it? Yeah. You know, the Martian right. films of yeah, those they, days. Yeah, they used to call them B, B, B films. Okay, B yeah, films. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were, yeah, they were called B movies where mm. they would go, and a lot of them were like uh, outside cinemas. Yeah, we'd sit in the car. When it, this is in the states. Yeah, yeah, drive, the drive There's drive one that they've drive done one here so. as well. Even Planet yeah. of the Apes as well, but because mm. that's of you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He that... he inspired a lot of things, you know. Yeah. I mean, there were things going on before, but he took it to the next level without a doubt. I believe. And you spoke of one the other day, um, Alan, not Alan, the the guy on YouTube. That also speaks a lot on the supernatural. Oh yeah, yeah, Jordan Maxwell, and I mean that's more conspiracy theory and and deep religious stuff. And but there's a lot of people, you know, 
because some of the things they're saying, even I dismiss them like, are you crazy? And now you can see signs of these things happening. Look at last year. Who would have ever thought that that would happen, right? Yeah. That's almost like we was in the twilight yeah. zone there, right? <laughs> Isn't it? Like a year Locked in your house down. on lock. A year and a half. Yeah. You know, or yeah. a year and a quarter. That's it, because we are just you coming know? up, right? Mm, yeah. Mm, so mm. that is... You is, know, now that really is a twilight zone. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Sure. So guys, we've actually lived it. We've lived the twilight zone, guys. <laughs> How amazing is that, eh? So today is National Twilight Zone Day and it's always good to have a little bit of fun and just see what kind of, you know, there's a national day every single day and you can also create one if you want to. That's true. And it can be as quirky as you like. Like this one, quirky. I think this is quite quirky. Yeah. You know? It's, yeah. It's as quirky as we like, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah? Definitely. Awesome. So moving on, today in history. Now, does anyone know what in 1981 something quite sad happened actually and that was the fact that the reggae star bob marley died at 36 on this day wow 36 yeah yeah. hence us playing that song waiting in vain and there's a reason why as well there's a little bit of a string going through this show today when it's we're speaking about um, the word vain. So we're going to play a few other songs in that sense because it is relating to um, our sh- our guest. And yeah, so Bob Marley, mm. he died on this day, uh, May the 11th in 1981. That's over 40 years. Wow. 40 years ago. It doesn't seem that, that long ago, does it? No, I mean, Elvis Presley died at 42, okay. I think. And, and Marilyn Monroe died at 46. Mm. Very young. Wow. I mean, 36. Wow. Similar, 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 similar age. age. So young. Yeah, number nine, that's what it seems to add up to, doesn't it? Or 46, 10. Numerology. He, he packed a lot in his life, though, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He did. He was a true prophet. It's funny. Um, yeah. Joy says The Fugitive was one of the Twilight Zone um, really? films. Do you remember The Fugitive? I remember The Fugitive. I love it. Yes. I love it. I love it. I watched the it fugitive. the fugitive. I love I it. I remember that. Uh, Twilight Zone and Tomorrow's World was a fam- was a family favourite. Mm. And we'll be coming and saying hi to you all in this chat room very, very soon, guys. So, yeah. There's a bit of an atmospheric feeling in the um, in the film when you watch the beauty. Yeah. Can, you can see the correlation once someone tells you. Was there, um, but wasn't that a series yeah, as the, well? The yeah, was a spin-off series. It was a yeah. series. Yeah. It was actual series. He was stuck in this place, wasn't he, like... It was a village. Yeah, he was ra- running away from um, a police officer who was really determined to, find <laughs> to catch him. Yes. Yeah, and he didn't. He didn't commit the murder. They caught him. But it's a train <laughs> wreck. Yes, yeah. They didn't, and there was a guy, and there was a a, is it a, a guy without a hand or one armed man. Or oh something. yeah, yeah, that yeah. That was in, in the fugitive. I don't know what the connection was, but yeah. unless someone else out, out there can kind of he was steer stuck. me right, but I he think was stuck was. in a village. No, what yeah. it was is that the police Honestly. initially the police good story, you know the police. I wish I could write like that. Tell you, <laughs> you the probably police, can. <laughs> the police um, caught him, and he was on the train on the way to the uh, station, and then the train derailed, oh, okay. and then that's how he escaped. Yeah, and then that's when the chase began to find him. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> See, there you go. There's a lot of amazing writers out there, and it's quite funny because I think of the scripture in Ecclesiastes. And when it says that to the making of many books, mm, yeah, mm. but you know the imagination is just so amazing. Yeah, I, I, of, I know, feel so. I never thought I would ever be inspired to be a writer, but I feel so so inspired. Yeah. 
by by the the plot and everything and how it's all done. It's beautiful. Yeah. There's a book inside of everyone. I always say that yeah. there is definitely a book inside of all of us. Uh, but going back to Bob Marley, mm-hmm. we know that when he was um, 36, or be- prior to that, he, he didn't leave behind a will. That's one thing he didn't do. He never left a will. Wow. And he, um, seven months earlier, he collapsed while jogging in Central Park. Oh. And that was from melanoma. We know that he mm-hmm. had the, the cancer, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Former cancer, yeah. Was yeah. it in his toe? Yes. Yeah, in his, yeah, his, yeah. yeah. So, so it was first diagnosed in 1977, but left oh. largely untreated, and that spread throughout his body. Mm-hmm. And he went through stuff because I was reading as well that they tried to assassinate him. Yeah, I was just, right? I was just going to say he survived assassination attempts. As yeah, well, yeah, but and that was the night before they was meant to do a peace show, and apparently what they did was that they they snuck in in his um, a lot of their flight cases I can't remember where was the show like was it in Jamaica was it was Stowaway, Jamaica was like a Stowaway. they snuck yeah. in arms because you know there was a big fight going on at that time in Jamaica there was two um, parties there was two political oh, parties oh yes there, it was really bad yeah, yeah that very, was very very violent so he went in there to create peace and they didn't want that they didn't want that so yeah. he said he'd sing one song on this concert yeah he did his concert for the politics and he yeah. got it right. together didn't yeah. he they, but it, I think I know it was uh, Manly mm-hmm. and uh, Iago. Yes. Iago. Yeah. Oh. Those are the two. Those are the two political rivals at mm. the time, mm-hmm. and they had separate parties. Mm. And at that concert, he called both of them up on on stage. Oh. I think that's the one you concert you're talking yes. about. Yes. Mm-hmm. And and I think he tried to put broke a piece mm-hmm. through 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 his music. Really. Mm. Yeah. He was on stage yeah. Through his music for that one night. He was mm. a musical prophet. You yes. know, like Stevie Wonder and and Bob, maybe Bob and Bob Dylan for sure, mm. and many a few others. You know. But he, he definitely left his mark, right? Definitely. Oh, definitely. And it's so relevant even today. Yeah. You know, everybody still is deeply touched and knows Bob Marley's legacy mm. and then all his children making beautiful music and and, and, and even Lauren Hill and everything, you mm. know. He's, he's, he left a lot of children behind and he, a lot of his energy here. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting, with his album, with, with him and his music, he I think he still reached number one mm-hmm. on I think on the mm-hmm. album chart or the yeah. download chart even 10 years ago and 5 years ago and 15 years ago he's still so amazingly mm-hmm. relevant mm-hmm. And, and impactful Absolutely. in the world mm-hmm. yeah. and that's that song we played just now I mean it's timeless but Molly's music is timeless mm-hmm. it just mm-hmm. fit into any scenario mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the, the lyrics, the prophecy, the way that he taught, the way that he tried to unify mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. I think that that, again, just showed the man that he was. Yeah. And regardless of being shot like the night before and going on stage the next day, you know. Really? Kind of thing, oh yeah. Yeah. It, it's, um, it's, it's. Yeah, I've got to get True. an audio book of his um, autobiography now. I think there is one. I think that um, um, Joy McKay says that um, it was a nail in his shoe that Siega, um, the Prime Minister, yeah. Minister gave him. That's right, because they gave him a pair of shoes as a gift, wasn't mm. it? Yes. And even back then, yes, they do some cool, <laughs> wicked things, really, you know, undercover mm. things. Mm. And it was a nail in the shoe that gave him that melanoma. Mm. And that's what killed him. Yeah, so um, we salute Bob Marley. It is um, the anniversary of his death. He was born Nestor Robert Marley, 
born on this February the 6th, 1945, in a rural St Anne's Parish, Jamaica. And he was the son of a middle-aged white woman marine officer and an 18-year-old black Jamaican girl. Oh, lovely. Yeah, so, so at the age of nine, he moved to Trenchtown. It was tough. And we hear him talking live, about that trench down rock, all that stuff, exactly. don't we? Singing all that stuff. He went to live because he grew with his grandparents, didn't he? And he went yeah. back to live with his mother. Wow. And then when he went to the city, he saw all the things that were going on, you know, and that inspired him. It, yeah, it gave him the fire mm. and, the, and the injustices mm. and all the poverty he saw that he didn't see when he was growing up that much yeah. in the country. You know, yeah. And that's it. He went on, and it says there he went on to work with um, Peter Tosh and Bunny Whaler. We wow. know Bunny Whaler recently yeah. passed, didn't he? Really? Oh. Yeah. Okay, so then they had the Whalers. Yeah, yeah. that's right. It says, he uh, those pictures yeah. They performed yeah. as the Whalers. Yeah, they performed as the Whalers. So that's uh, Bob Marley, Peter Tosh and Bunny Whaler. They, they performed really? as the Whalers. Obviously, Marcy Griffiths. Marcy Griffiths, was it? Was it Who was the back end? Was she His wife. It was... Um, yeah, but there were three of them. Yeah. yeah. Was Marcy Rita Griffiths Marley. one? Lisa Marley. Lisa Marley. And, yeah. and one of them might have been... I don't know if there was Marcy... Marcy I'm Marley. not sure. Someone, someone can correct us. Yeah, maybe she was a friend. Girlfriend. I don't think she it was Marcy Griffiths. So. I think you're thinking of Rita Marley. Maybe it's Rita Marley. Yeah, that was his wife. Oh, she was actually shot as well that night, you know? Really? Yeah. She was shot on the night that Bob Marley... And she was shot in the head. Wow. And she survived that too. Yeah, Rita Marley's still alive the, yeah. today. Wow, he would have been yeah. 75 then, I think, if he was born wow. in 45. Yeah, mm. yeah. See, so isn't that amazing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, I believe he was sent to this world, I really do. I believe yeah. he was, and uh, people like him, a lot of people like him, they don't, they, they, it seems like they're not meant to be in this world, that like they don't stay here long. Mm. It seems mm. to me like they just lift people's consciousness and, mm. and add their spirituality or what have you the and then they go on to where they mm. belong. As they say, the good die young, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Or, or take them from us, yeah. in his Again, case. In his case, yeah, when we think about the whole situation mm. there, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, Quite so a few people though have been like Bob Marley but in different areas perhaps. You know, yeah. areas, mm. And mm. some of them, not all of them, but some of them, they go, they go way too soon. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah I'd agree with that. But then I it's what they leave the legacy that they leave Absolutely. behind, isn't it? Yeah, the higher purpose. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's what's really beautiful is that the fact that leaving a legacy, leaving a legacy is very important. Mm -hmm. And our mark in not in history, but we can just touch one person's life exactly. You know, it's it doesn't have to be massive and, and no. high profile, it can just be having a child that you love, it could be anything, mm. it could be even perhaps walk smiling past a stranger, lifting their day for that day or week. Yeah, mm. absolutely. So, leaving a legacy, beautiful people, let's think about that. And also, the question of the day if I just highlight the question because I forgot to, to do that, it says, If a client can't pay after you provide a service, what do you do? So if a client can't pay after you provide a service, what do you do? So that is the uh, question for today. And after the break, we will be touching on our word for the day. So the, the word for the day is importunate. Okay, or is it importunate? Importunate. Yes, so we're going to find out what that is. We'll see y'all in five call us now on 07895134713 that's 07895134713 stay there we'll be back after these are you having an event and looking for entertainment for your event for all ages from bouncy castles selfie mirrors 
Rodeo Balls. Call Boss Ledger now on 07 833-958-528. We provide entertainment for weddings, children's parties and corporate events. Check out our website www.bossleisure.co.uk Boss Leisure, we've got you covered anywhere in the UK. Boss Leisure, the name you can trust for your events. This is a very important health message. My name is Errol McKellar. MBE. I am a prostate cancer survivor and founder of the charity, the Errol McKellar Foundation. Do you know that over 47,000 men a year are diagnosed with prostate cancer? Do you also know that over 11,000 men also die of prostate cancer? That means that one man will die every 45 minutes. Do you also know that one in eight European men will die of prostate cancer? But more frighteningly, that one in four Afro-Caribbean men will die of prostate cancer. But the truth is, prostate cancer doesn't care about your color. Prostate cancer doesn't care about your wealth. Prostate cancer doesn't care about you. What prostate cancer will do, if you ignore it, it will kill you. At the Errol McKellar Foundation, our aims and mission is to talk with as many men and their partners as possible to ensure they are fully aware of the dangers posed by prostate cancer, recognizing potential symptoms and know about the available tests and information. We want to stop men from dying through ignorance and fear. For more details, please visit www.theerylmckellarfoundation.com or email temf2018 at gmail.com. Please remember that health is your wealth. Visit zandoli.co.uk for this summer's hottest street fashion straight to your door. Shop tracksuits, sweatshirts, t-shirts and ladies gym wear online today at zandoli.co.uk and we'll give 35% to the St. Vincent and Grenadines Volcanic Fundraiser. Plus pre-order our new ranges and you'll get 10% off. Go online today at zandoli.co.uk Bienvenue on Bienvenue tout. Et puis le programme Chaudier Show et puis DJ Naiji Asso All Flavors Radio. Et c'est logé Asso www.allflavorsradio.com pour écouter le programme Chaudier Show. Et puis en locadas, Zouk, Compa, Music Mamai Lakai, Kulti, Nativel, Codrill et puis la comète, venez jouer moi tous les samedis à 8h pour 10h, dernier du temps. Et puis Creole, sous contact Creole. Nous tout content. Asura Radio All Flavor. All Flavors Radio is now looking for radio presenters. Email us at info at allflavorsradio.com. That was the sounds of Wadi there. Awadi, Awadi. And that song was all about Vain. That was the name of the song there. And yes, we are in the studio today. Um, DJ KJB is in with us, as well as Tanya Evans, the original voice of Mr. Vane. And that is really the ring or the, um, that's the ring going through the show. And we're going to find out a little bit more about Tanya very shortly. But going back to the word of the day, did anyone guess what that was? The, the word? Um, in Importunate. Imp- importunate. Have you heard that word before, guys? I have never heard it before. Never used <laughs> it. It sounds like the combination of two words. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, infor- unfortunate, fortunate, hmm. im, 
Immune. Important. Mm. Important, yeah. yeah. And it gives a definition here. Yes, it what's the definition? The definition is overly persistent or being troublesome. Sounds a bit like you, KJB. Yes, you're trying to sound <laughs> important. <laughs> Unnerving. Right, so you know that from here on in, we've got to try and include this word when in our conversation, because that is that is the, the, the goal by the end of the show, to <laughs> include the word in our chat tonight important importunate importunate (laughs) importunate and it says that yeah troublesome urgent overly persistent in request or demand so a bit demanding an importunate person is someone that's demanding (laughs) i want it now kind of person i know what i want and i want it now oh Oh, there's the link there's the link there's the link (laughs) exactly i know what i want yeah. I want it now. You're thinking on your toes, I want eh? you. I'll that's say the rest right. later. Okay. <laughs> that's right. I know what I want. But that's, that's not being troublesome by knowing what you want, right? Well, I suppose, it, you know, if you do it, it's not what you do, it's the way that you do it. Yes, mm. absolutely. Mm. Yeah, so mm. it says that important. It's been part of the English language since the 16th century. And the synonym, the synonym is importune. Oh, yeah, so we know that word importune, right? Inopportune time. Yes, right, so it's oh. arriving, arriving it's, like... So derived from something else. Yeah, something. at the wrong, yeah, time. wrong time. You know, I've never heard that word before. Importune, uh, they, they arrived at the importune time, so they either arrived late or they either arrived too early. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. And it says in the 15th century, the seeming superfluous... There's another big word there, guys. Mm -hmm. My lecturer at uni used to always use this word. Oh, it's superfluous. The thing is, it just means not necessary. Okay, Mm -hmm. superfluous means not necessary. And um, importune is a little bit mysterious. One theory is that um, English speakers model the adjective after words, like obstinate, importune, Latin Latin for importunus. Yeah, so it means not... Not importunus. Mm, not importunus. Yeah. But that's kind of defunct, isn't it? Why is that? I don't know. I'm just saying it because nobody really uses that word now. We well, don't really speak yeah. in those terms. I've, I've, I have heard importune as in coming not at the right time. I've heard, it, yeah, I've heard that. Who's actually said that to you? Yeah, yeah, the, I've, I've seen it. But again, it. don't forget as a writer, again, you would find, you would see words that maybe other people... Mm. It's not an everyday yeah, language to say that, right? Yeah, I think that's what that's yeah. what I'm kind of alluding yeah. to. But I guess going back to the Twilight Zone, the the language would have been different as well to mm. a degree, isn't it? Mm. Mm. So the way that um, the script, script writing, writing the idea of it, mm. they possibly use words like this. You might find them in something like that as well. Isn't it amazing? We live in a world where everything, every single thing around us, you know, the table, the mm. chairs we're sitting on, the words we use, everything, our clothes, every single thing, the music, mm. it's all changing and evolving. Yes. Every mm. single moment of every day. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that we're getting uh, less, sort of, we don't think much Aware. about the things that we, yeah, mm. think, I think much so. about mm. the words More that we say? Mm. Yeah. Mm. So I, 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 because I personally think words are very, very important. So I'm important falling in love with words more than ever yeah. before. I yeah. think through the stories I read and mm. the book. So just having an idea mm. of, of words 
and their meanings and the things that we say to ourselves as well a lot mm-hmm. of the time mm-hmm. we, we're cursing ourselves half the time and don't even realize it yeah what's in your mind you know many years ago i i realized oh my mind talk Mm. that I, I, I was unaware of most of the time and unconscious of most of the time yeah so and and what which voices were there you know from the past like friends relatives and li- mm. certain patterns you know and i realized oh i not only did i realize the voice i realized who the voice came from or mm. whatever and that so that's when i started to become more conscious of what i'm thinking yeah and trying to work on that side of life and especially the things that come out of us because they go on the ether you know mm. <laughs> they do and then yeah. they go and create who Manif- we are mm-hmm. that's right when somebody told me that back then i didn't believe them mm. i didn't believe i couldn't believe it your thoughts are things you thought really i could uh, of course many 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 years later i could see all this these things manifest yes in my life yeah your thoughts can now i'm thinking because it's it's interesting because um in in, in the job that i do i'm meeting people every day and mm-hmm. i do kind of understand that point of view because sometimes when I see an individual sometimes I'm the only person to see them in that, in that particular day mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and sometimes that can be just in general sometimes we meet people and we're not sure where they're going mm-hmm. out of what they're going to go into mm-hmm. when they leave us mm-hmm. so, so so words carry a lot of meaning yeah mm-hmm. the phonetics of words you know we're musicians yeah the rhythm of the words mm-hmm. how we say it because we can say it down there. We can say it up here. Yeah. You know, it all counts. It all counts. Absolutely. It so, does. importunate, beautiful people, mm-hmm. overly persistent or being troublesome. Mm-hmm. Are you troublesome? <laughs> let us know. <laughs> let us know, okay? I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. Okay. We'll let you off today. We'll let you off, um, Ken. So, no, I was just going to say, build your vocabulary. Get a word of the day every day in your inbox. Yes. Yes. Okay. So we will we will um, be trying to slip that importunate word into um, our talks tonight. Let's see if we get it. Give us a high five if we if we do, and then just don't give us anything if we don't. All right. Okay. So um, yeah, breaking news today. I found this um, article. It was on Al Jazeera. It's about Burkina Faso. And it says, again, it displaces um, thousands in 10 days. And this is from the UN. Mm. Um, so I have heard of Burkina Fasho in the past. And I'm not too sure if it was Burkina Fasho uh, that Alicia and I spoke of on the show a while ago. Mm. Um, I've, I'm sure it was uh, Eritrea or Ethiopia where they deployed a lot of troops. Mm. Um, mm. But what was quite surprising to me was that it said that these arms group, armed groups displaced about 17,500 people in Burkina Faso. And in recent days, UNCHR says, um, in attempt uh, to cause mayhem, this is mm. why they displaced them. Now, at the bottom of the article, it highlighted... I'm just going to go to the bottom of the article because it says that... Um, where are we? It says, last year the government enlisted the help of volunteer militiamen to help the army, but they have incurred retaliation by the rebels who attack them and the communities they help. Armed groups have driven religious groups and ethnic tensions between farming and herding communities in Mali, Burkina Faso and Niger to boost recruitment among marginalised communities. 
but it spoke of the uh, that wasn't the right section that I wanted to read what what it said was that this country was um very poor you know and that they had nothing so you know you know that I go, always go and dig a little bit deeper and I found out that Burkina Faso has rich deposits of gold, zinc, copper, magnesia, as well as iron, nickel, and limestone, dolomite, and phosphates. Yeah, that, that makes sense. A lot of the African continent is rich in minerals mm-hmm. and has resources. Mm-hmm. Um, so destabilization works for some people, some mm-hmm. companies, some mm-hmm. corporations. Mm-hmm. Um, so we need to look at the bigger picture yes you know marginalized mm. there will be marginalized groups in any any african co- country because mm. it's made up of various cultures mm. so you get becoming professor is one country but it'll have multifaceted community mm. you know so you, you unfortunately that's what will happen if you've got arms coming into a country you're using the natural minerals and resources going out of the country mm something has to give there mm. is going to be tension the people feel marginalized because the people who are meant to represent them obviously are not representing them for their good they're representing them for their own good they can get and the thing is where do the so guns the come issue. from where where do the arms come from when you really think about it exactly they're not asking these questions are they they're just talking about this story and that story yeah. but they're not asking what causes that story right. and That's they need right. to do that where do the guns come from yeah, yeah. And, and we we when you dig deeper because africa like you said ken africa is mineral rich okay so there's no reason why there would why, why is all this going on but obviously there's a darker side Much to Much darker, and it's been that's... going on a long, long yeah. time, hasn't it? Yeah. And, yeah. and I suggest while the West are getting their mobile phones, mm-hmm. they ain't getting their TVs, yeah. they're getting their white goods, Yeah. supplying their mind, why should they change it? Why should they interfere? But it's not even down to the white goods. And yeah, we are quite a com- uh, consumerist society. We understand that. that, okay? Mm. Yeah, we we very mm. are wanting the mm. latest of everything, mm. mm-hmm. okay? But it's at the cost of these people, and these they're not poor. The Africans need to realize and recognize that they're actually not poor because they're the ones that are everyone's going in to rape the country. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So keep them in poverty, mm-hmm. in the sense of again what we were speaking about earlier, there, Tanya, about the mental poverty, the mental of not Thinking. knowing certain things right? yeah but not being aware i mean yeah. here we're poor in some ways we're poor mm. in community because when we were growing up and small there was a lot of community activity mm. neighbors you leave your windows open doors open i think england's poor in that way or yeah. most of england yeah and there's every tree in africa has fruits on our trees don't have much fruit on yeah. so when we're poor in that way as well we're poor in other ways as well I love how you put put it that way because poverty it is a mindset. We've said this before. Yeah, it's not just about money. No, no way. And um, because it's wealth, we're wealthy in many, many other ways. But the poverty it starts in the mind. London is a lonely see, city. I think. Yeah. I have to admit, I think mm. London, maybe many other big cities around the world, mm. but London is a very, very lonely place. Mm. I think. Mm. Maybe not for the young people, but when you get past twenty five, thirty, I. I do believe London is quite lonely. It's very transitionary. Yeah. In many ways. Because you can 
Is that a lot of people coming and going in that way? Yeah, but not just coming and going. A lot of people want to climb up that property ladder, so your neighbours might be three years' time gone, and mm. there's someone else coming in. Yeah. And lots of things, and jobs as well. There's a high turnover yeah. you know, in, in large parts of London. Mm. It's very fast. I just find as well that, unfortunately, if things like Bef- Befino Faso, Burkina Faso, let me get my teeth in, <laughs> and 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 places like that, that where people are displaced, mm. it's it's only a minority that mm. care mm-hmm. and are willing to give up their time and resources to try and help. The majority, if it doesn't affect them and they're getting what they need, mm. why worry? Yeah, and, and I think London, mm. in a way, is kind of is is not going like that. But I see a lot of. If it doesn't affect me, social unrest. Yeah, if it doesn't want, if it's not affecting me, it's fine. But there is a small majority who do care and who are trying. Mm-hmm. But obviously, mm-hmm. it's 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 how we see it yeah. as an individual. It's is what we read, and what we're bringing into our homes mm. that helps us to, to define what how we see things. Yeah, the, what I find the sad thing about it is that you've got to dig to see what's going on. Mm. Yeah, but back in the day. Um, Oh, what was I going to say now? Mm. Back in the day, I mean, this sort of thing caused wars, displacement yeah. of people, yeah. causes wars. And mm. these guys are being displaced in yeah. Burkina Faso, 17,500. Yeah. And people displaced as well as young young people being ambushed and yeah. killed. You know, and that was last week that these youngsters mm. were um, killed and ambushed in Burkina. It says Faso's ill-equipped army has struggled to contain the spread of violence. Yeah, but look what happened in Eastern Europe 20 years, twenty or 15 years ago. Same mm. sort of thing. They recarved the um, Yugoslavia and all that. I don't know the full details of it all. Yeah. But a lot of people were displaced and then they had to make new countries and everything. Same thing with Ethiopia and Eritrea. But the thing is, that the Ethiopia and Eritrea uh, are still fighting. Yeah. Now there's but it was one recent, country before, wasn't yeah. it? The Italians, you know. Yeah. And everywhere you look, it's the same. It's a similar sort of pattern that yeah. you notice. Mm. Yeah, you know, look for the patterns. Mm. You know, oh, it's true. And, they're there. and what you'll find Northern is that Northern Ireland and everything. Mm. You know, I can go on and on about this sort of thing. Yeah, mm. yeah. Sorry, Kenny. No, no, no. Carry on. Carry yeah, on. I mean, there, there's so many um, examples of this sort of thing going on. Yeah. Mm. The thing is, it's uh, being aware, like you said. And drawing awareness to it in that sense. Is it going to change? Well, they're still going to be consumerism in the West. They're still going to be um, raping the country if mm. things um, aren't changed. And the, f- the sad thing is, I read something recently as well, is that even though black politicians are going back to these African countries to maybe take over leadership or rulership, they still have the European mentality. Yeah, so nothing, them, yeah. nothing um, really changes. It just pretty much stays the same. Mm. And these, obviously, countries going in and mm. taking certain other things, mm. you know, because they t- they will tell you that they're poor in resources, but when you really do the work, you no, can I've see... I've been to Africa twice. <laughs> that, I, I mean, yeah. I'm sorry, I've been to Africa about eight times, mm. but I've been to two countries in Africa. Yeah. You know? And you and see you, the wealth and the beauty. Yeah, you see the wealth and yeah. you see the poverty. Yeah. Mm. You see both That's sides. That's true, you do mm. see that. You see both sides. You do mm. see that. But then... They they do they um do kind of try and push the poverty more because yes. likewise going to Africa you can see that it is a growing continent economy yeah no it's not country it's and it's, it's like fifty four countries in one is it fifty four yes yeah, it's, it's a continent I used to think of Africa as a country you know 
Oh, it's a continent. Countries, yeah, yeah. One. It's a, like yeah. you said earlier, Kenny. Yeah. It really is a continent, just like yeah. Australia yeah. is supposed to be a continent, and Europe and Asia right. and Americas. Mm. With all the borders, yes. man made borders again, mm. going back to man and what he does. It'd be interesting to see, just, I'm just my final point on this in all those 54 countries within the African continent, how mm. many European countries are in, uh, sorry, how many European companies actually in there oh there's lots the gold mining the um, diamond mining the yeah, all the mineral mining the steel have you iron. been to Belgium I was only talking to somebody yesterday outside of Lidl, Lidl yesterday a lady on the bicycle she said she was born in um, Belgium I yeah. said oh it's an interesting strange little country isn't it I said I don't mean to be offensive but isn't it she said oh well, we have identity I said I said was it part of Holland she said yeah it was I said because there's speak Flemish there and everything I said I've never been to a country where I see streets you know streets mm. gold shops and diamond shops because I lived in Holland for three years and I didn't see mm. that much. But in Belgium, when I went there, oh my God. Aren't they the, the ones that uh, that do um, trade in the diamonds though? That's yeah, what, yeah. Like, and um, the Dutch as well. Yeah, yeah, it's the Dutch. Yeah, and the English do it a little bit too. Mm. But then the Dutch went into South Africa, right? Exactly. Yes, there yeah. you go. But yeah. it wasn't just the country. I mm. thought it was, you know, it wasn't. It was the region of South okay. Africa, not just the yeah. country. That's yeah. why Zimbabwe was affected. But it's all over because when you think of, we're going to go to break soon, but when we think of Sierra Leone, and mm-hmm. the diamonds and all of the resources yeah. that are there. And that's no, that's nowhere near South Africa, is it? It's no, above it's, Nigeria, it's, it's, isn't it? It's like West, West Coast, West London, West London, <laughs> West Africa. <laughs> yeah. West Africa. Yeah, above so. Ghana and all that, and Nigeria. You know, so it, it, it's a big, 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 big. The, yeah. the more we spread the word and the information, the consciousness will create the critical mass change. Let's hope so. Let's hope so because this is this is the whole point, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Of having that awareness of what's going on. Because you know, fascia, we see that it is rich in many ways when mm. it comes to the um, minerals that they want to go in and get. But the people are the ones that are suffering, and it's really again raising awareness of all of these things. So beautiful people. Yes. Can, can we quickly repeat the question? Um, yes, we can repeat the question. Um, the question is today. Oh, I've got to find it. If a client can't pay after you provide a service, what would you do? What do you do in that regard? We'll see y'all in five. All Flavors Radio is now looking for radio presenters. Email us at info at allflavorsradio.com. Sounds of Mr. Vane, Culture Beat, and we have with us in the studio today the original voice of Mr. Vane. You could hear her right there, Tanya Evans. How are you doing, Tanya? I'm fine, thank you. Hello to all the listeners and everybody in the chat room. Hello, everybody. Oh, wow. So, Tanya. You were um, in the day on that play round in the in the background there, yeah. Uh-huh, my claim to fame. <laughs> claim to fame, the 19s da- 90s dance diva, German with the German band Culture Beat, right? That's right. Oh well, t- well, can you tell us a little bit about who you are? And yeah, tell us, tell us, tell us about who you are, Tanya. Thank you. Um, well, I'm just a Londoner, a girl from Jamaican parentage, born here. And, um, well, I, I started my singing career when I was about 19. I sang in um, a couple of bands as a backing singer for the first two or three years. And then after that, I just slowly gained experience and 
I did session work. I did lots of things. I really wanted to do my music, my singing. Mm. And that's what I loved from a very young age. And it gave me the confidence to develop my voice, develop my musical knowledge and experience performing. I love performing. I love writing songs and I love singing. Awesome. So you wrote, because I know that um, you did say that you wrote uh, quite a few songs on the um the album, didn't you? The Culture Beat album. I wrote, this first I wrote one? one song on each album and we recorded two albums mm. together and we recorded, um, there was also one um, remix album. So technically I did have three albums with with them and um, I was happy to have written one song for on each album. Brilliant. So um, how was um, your touring because did you tour with the band prior or how did you um find yourself what inspired you to want to sing and go on and do these things well i I always knew i wanted to do music from uh, i was a very young child and i knew i could sing as well Mm. but once i started singing and hearing the sound of my voice i knew i had a lot of work to do and a lot of conditioning and 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 because you've got got different voices you see you've got like the head voice that's opera mostly uses like 80% of the head voice and then you've got the uh, chest voice upper chest voice and then you've got the lower chest voice and you've got the belting voice mm. ah the, the lower belting voice ah ah like Cher and, and Tina Turner that's you know that's the belting voice wow because so you've got different voices yeah I, I noticed in that track there Mr. Vane track that you there's a really nice kind of high Mr. Radar that one yeah see that I'm singing that in a falsetto right now yeah. You know, the head voice. But that was sung in a chest belting voice, like mm. a Tina Turner voice, mm. you know. Mr. Wrong, ah, that's falsetto, you know. Wow. So there's different, and you've got to learn to master all those voices. Yeah. You know, definitely. like Whitney Houston will sing, and then she'll go, oh, oh, she'll flip to the head voice, to the uh, chest voice, head voice. She mastered that, you know. Yeah, That's yeah. why she sang so beautifully. So who were your inspirations then? Well, my early inspirations were Diana Ross, uh, so many, even Bob Marley, actually, who you played in the beginning, opening yeah. of the show. Quite a few people, anybody with a good voice, to be honest with you. Stevie Wonder, his mm. music, his songs, his lyrics touched me very, very deeply. Even Freddie Mercury, David Bowie, but the, you know, his music was so haunting. Mm. That, that just captured me, um, Elton John, from a very young age, Eight, seven. That's when I heard the, that from seven eight. That's when I said I'm going to I'm going to sing. Wow. And so. that and I want to write songs too. Elton John inspired me to write songs. And you did, right? You did go on and like you said, you wrote on each of the albums that you yeah you brought out. I didn't write as much as I wanted to, mm. but I did get to write, which is great. Awesome. So, what advice would you give to someone wanting to break into the music industry? Well, the most I think you just have to get experience. You have to. Like me, I was in so many different bands. I was mm. in like 10 different bands in six, seven years. And three or four of those bands were very serious bands. Mm. And that, so you've got to, even though we're living in the technical age, go and join band, do something live, go out and do something with an audience in front of you mm. and get used to performing and falling flat on your face and getting back up and performing and doing what you do and get better and better at it. Awesome. And and learn because in all the bands I was in, I was all I was so love music. I was so observant. I was watching the, uh, the some of the musicians would show me chords. I was li- watching everything all that because I wanted to know everything I could about music. Mm. And but you went on you are a platinum uh, record seller, right? Is Absolutely, it? we were very fortunate 
because when I was seasoned and after about six or seven years of the singing in London mainly, I, I worked abroad as well. I worked in Italy. I worked in other countries. I, did, I worked with um, Ossie Bisa. Oh, yeah. Everybody do what yeah. you do. I worked with them as a backing singer just for a short while, for about nine months. They took me mm. to Sweden and Turkey and everything. And that was just before, a couple of years before, I was lucky enough to record with Mr. Mr. You know, Mr. Vane. And Mr. Vane was number one in 17 countries around the world. Mm. It, it sold um, more than half, one and a half million copies, and so it was a huge success, you know. And you were the voice that made Absolutely. Culture B, right? The original voice of yes. Mr. Vane. Yes. <laughs> Tanya Evans. And the, the rest is history, because I have seen you in action, you you talk quite a lot as well, don't you? Still? I do the shows, yes. Yeah. You know, I, I, I believe I'm, I'm entitled to do the shows and, and sing, sing our hits. Mm. You know, they don't belong to me alone, but I am. Uh, people want to see, some people want to see the original singer, and I want to work and I want mm. to sing, yeah. sing the songs I am known for, and, and so that's what I do. And it's quite amazing because that song, it was, songs take you back, right? Like you spoke mm. of um, Stevie Wonder, mm. you spoke of Whitney, you spoke of Tina Turner, mm. and hearing their music. It definitely takes you back to a time, right? So mm-hmm. hearing that one, there, it takes you back to a time. Yeah. I can't remember. I think it was the 90s. Was it the 90s? 1993. Yeah. 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 And it was a good time. It always seemed yeah. to be sunny for me. I don't know. Yeah. The sun was always shining. Yeah, yeah, that's true. At that time. That's you what know. comes to mind. Yes, and it was always bright and nice and hearing that. So the next track that you wanted us to play, what track was that one again? Okay, this will be our second single called, and it's called Got To Get It got to guess here and could you give us the inspiration behind this one well to be honest with you when i joined the group it was um most of the album was already pre-recorded that's why i only probably got to write write one song on the album okay and that's and by a very good great songwriter he wrote many other hits for many other dance groups his name we have to give him credit nosy catsman Okay, and was you writer on this one here? No, no, no. I only wrote an um, album track on this one, but the following album I wrote a really good um, single called "Crying in the Rain." Awesome. <laughs> oh, so we're gonna we're gonna write we're going to sing this one. <laughs> we're not gonna sing this one. We're going to play this track. Okay. So we'll see you in five. Stick with us. Okay, so that was "Got to Get It," original from Culture Beats. We have in the studio with us the voice of the original Mr. Vane. Tanya Evans in the studio with us tonight. Thank you. That's a pleasure, Tanya. It's a pleasure. It's, it's a pleasure a... to be here. Thank you. Thank you for coming in as well. Thank you so much, yeah, Ken. To our humble studio. To our humble studio. <laughs> yeah. You, you've been great to me over the years, and um, I'm really happy to be here. Oh, thank you, my darling. We were speaking earlier, obviously, about your inspiration as a singer and all the people that have inspired you to to sing. So mm-hmm. there's only one certainty. I've got this question here, and it's it's a it's an important question mm. as well as a very thought provoking question as well. Mm-hmm. And it is the only certainty we all have is that one day we're just not going to be here. Okay, <laughs> yes. that is the only certainty we have <laughs> that we are going to kick the bucket. Right. So, in one sen- one sentence, what would you say about yourself? What would you what legacy as we spoke about earlier? What do you leave and say about yourself? Oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I just do my best. And the most important thing in life is to really be loving, Mm. you know, to people. And we've all been that way. We all have not been that way. Yeah. You know, so for me, I have to evolve. Yeah. And I have to do my best. Do better. 
don't have to do my best all the time mm. but i have to do my do better when i know better yeah and that comes through evolving okay brilliant because i was gonna say what do you mean do better when when you know better in everything or the most important things yeah because you can't do everything all at once life is a beautiful thing i'm very 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 fascinated and passionate about life mm. i'm passionate about singing i'm passionate about voices music in particular you know so i i'm an explorer of life that's what i do and i've always done it from from as a child yeah and so what will you go on to kind of do we know that we're in a um bit of a strange time at the moment aren't we yeah so what about your plans for the future now well it would be nice to get back to work yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and um, I think that's likewise the same with, with there, everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's... I'm glad we had a break, you know. I enjoyed the lockdown. Yeah. Even though I've suffered a lot from it and I haven't worked and it's been a bit lonely at times. I really enjoyed the peace because mm. London is not very peaceful, is it? <laughs> it can get a bit manic, can't it? Yes. And a bit crazy. So it, I, likewise, I felt the same, you know, Tan. I really enjoyed the lockdown. All yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah. And like you spoke about just then, it's all about if we know what's right, we do what's right. But then also the growth. And earlier on in the uh, the show, we spoke about this being the university of life. Mm-hmm. So every day, we never, ever stop learning, right? Never. If you keep an open mind, it will work. Mm. And, if it, and if you don't... Keep, it's like a parachute, isn't it? That, that they say if it's not open, it won't work. Yeah, let's <laughs> hope you don't jump out of the plane and it <laughs> doesn't open. And, and I think sometimes adversity, yeah, yeah, can only sometimes inspire you. Yeah, absolutely. It makes you stronger, really? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, I had to dig deep with my singing voice. I had to go to the places in the beginning, first couple of years. I was wanted to sound pretty. Mm. Ooh, nice, pretty. But later on, I thought, no, I need to go deeper. And then when I'd hear a voice, like even unknown singers, you know, and you can hear how deep they're singing, how deep they're digging. And I thought, I have to do that. I I know I can do this. I know I can do this. So I had to go to places that were not nice within myself. And I had to find a way to express that emotion Mm. through my voice and through my art and singing. And I did that for many years. Yeah. And it is more than that. For me, um, singing-wise, it's... I feel it. It's just mm-hmm. very emotional. It's a feeling. And it's, us, it's a part of you, isn't it? it? It becomes a part of you. Yeah. After a while, it became a part of me. Ooh. It and really it, did. And it's it's not your identity, but it is a, a major and a big part. I make sure it's not my identity because right? mm. I could lose my voice. Yeah. I could lose yeah. the material things and I could yeah. lose the records, the gold records. So I try not to make it too much of my identity. Mm. Mm. But know? it's nice to look back, right? You have some good memories. It's, my, it's a part of my essence, you know, the music in general. I yeah. love music. Yeah. What's your greatest memory? What, b- being in that Yeah, uh, being well, amongst... Well, obvious, you know. obvious, meeting Michael Jackson. Oh, wow. Yeah. What was that like? Well, what happened, I saw his feet under a tent, and he okay. was, had the white socks on and the shoes. Mm. And I knew immediately, that was Michael, because we were supporting him at the time. Okay. But obviously, he's not around. Yeah. You know, but um, one day he was around, because we did four shows supporting him. Mm. Israel, Russia, and Istanbul. And that, and that day, he came early, mm. and he was there. And I saw under a white tent, I saw the shoes. You know, the Billy Jean um, sparkly video? Sparkly ones? Yes. Yeah. yeah he, he, he wasn't sparkly, but okay. the shoes, white socks, shoes, short, Bros. black trousers. And I knew I freaked out because <laughs> I don't normally freak out. And I've met a lot of stars. I don't freak out very often, but yeah. I totally freaked out. And um, what was he like? <laughs> what, what, what was he like? Well, we were with the uh, Sony representative, Ian, from the UK. Because wherever yeah. you go, they, they you've got the UK, Russian staff, Japanese staff. But mm. sometimes they... 
the English stuff will go to the other countries. So luckily we had the English guy because he was from London like me, English. Yeah. We really got on very well. And, and you know, I felt at home with him because I was working a lot abroad and everything. And um, four years I was with the group, you know. Mm. And I totally, utterly freaked out. I freaked out. <laughs> and I badgered him for a long time, like 45 minutes, please, just two minutes. Can we please meet him? Yeah. <laughs> he he gave in in the end. He gave in in the end. I tried to I'll see what I could do. <laughs> At first, no, 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 you can't, no, you know, no, you can't talk, no, no, no. I, I just went crazy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so he even gave me the Michael Jackson jacket off his back because I was so full of sparkles and craziness. Mm. <laughs> like he just took it off and the oh. jacket was too big for me, but I, I was so happy when he gave it to me. And I still have it to this day. I, I've wrapped it up for 27 years. Wow. I, I don't even wear it out very often. Was it, what tour was that one? Because it was um, quite a few. Was it dangerous? Or what, what it was, was dangerous, it? I think. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it was wow. dangerous. In September 1993, I still remember the month. Is that when he done that album? It, yes, like, it was. Yes. In that time, is that's it right. similar time as yours. Yeah, right? that was just. I was lucky because that was when he was going gonna go away again. You know, for obvious reasons. Yeah. Yeah. So we got in just before he quit and quit the tour and everything. Wow. You know. So anyway, we went in the tent. Oh my god. <laughs> Me, Jay, and the two dancers. And Jay is who? And one of the dancers really upset us. She was sometimes they get a bit cheeky. She was only nineteen, you know, yeah. and she was cheeky, and I was so mad. I like you. You need to get the next flight back to Europe, <laughs> I, and I was so mad. So part of me said like, "Don't bring her in. Don't bring her in. Now you've got the power. Don't bring her in. Don't bring her." You know, because wow. she was really rude and disrespectful. And I thought, no, 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 no. I've got the power, and I'm not going to abuse this power. She's oh, coming wow. in. She's coming in because she's going to remember this for the rest of her life. Yeah. You know, because I could have said, "No, you're not coming in. Just me and Jane." You know, but no, I thought, no, I've got the power, and I'm not going to abuse my power, man. And Jay is, who's Jay? The rapper, Jay is the, the, Jay, rapper. the rapper and writer, isn't it? He, listen to his fantastic r- lyrics. To me, he's a poet. He yeah. was a fantastic. If I was a rapper, I'd love to write the way he writes and rap the way he raps, you know, but I was just overwhelmed by his, the level of talent. And he was in the band four years before I joined the band. Okay. You know? Yeah. It's so amazing. We were speaking earlier, isn't it, about the, the writing. And again, mm-hmm. it, it's not just writing books. There's many mm. facets and many ways that we can express our talents, many ways we can express our creativity. Absolutely. And that is the beauty about yeah. just being creative and being imaginative, right? Yeah. That we can just take it from any angle. And it, it not even from the fact of writing, even doing that there and inventing or thinking of something outside of the box, right? Mm-hmm. They were given the song. They'll have the song ready. Yeah. Or even a melody, no lyrics sometimes, or half lyrics. Yeah. And that. And he would... Two days later, or next day, he'll come back with the whole rap done. You know, he's genius. Because mm. uh, to me, that was that's not a load of crappy, streety. I shouldn't really put it down, but what Jay wrote in all those songs and all those raps mm. to me was wonderful. And, and and the writers and everything, they were all beautiful. All, all the producers mm. and the writers and the songwriters, everything. All the comp- components came together. I was a catalyst because mm. once I came, that's it. We went to the top. Absolutely. You know, so I know I was a catalyst. Yeah. Well, well, and they know it too, don't they? Because I don't think they've ever had the success that they've had since you've you've been with that band, right? Before or after. But unfortunately, our producer died, and that's when the the band started to disintegrate Mm, mm. and everything. That was the cause of our downfall, in my view. Yeah. In my view, yeah. Yeah. Because the... um, producer was the real culture beat because he was culture beat before any singers or rappers or producers came around mm-hmm. yeah. you know mm-hmm. and it was a new kind of music as well that was quite i mean 
probably in Europe, it they didn't really have that techno um, beat going on. But the style and everything... It was a bit was, new, you know, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, and it had an edge. It yeah. did have an edge to it. Because yeah. they sent me an album before, and I studied the album in, mm. in, in to, to my new... I studied it for like a whole month. I studied everything. So by the time I got to Germany to do, to do I was like, I've got to get this job. Yeah. And that, and that. But they heard my voice, and that because I'd made a white label. And they liked it so much, they already gave me the job. I Nailed didn't know it. that. Yeah. yeah, so I so I knew everything. When, when as soon as they said, "Hey, here's Nosy. Hey, here's Peter," I knew who he was, what he did. Mm. You know, because I studied the whole album. Because before that, I had two big opportunities, and they both slipped through my fingers. So right, I thought, right, this one, plus they sold half a million records before I joined the group. Wow. And that, and I was like, wow, that's a lot of records to me. Mm. I want this job. I'm getting it. <laughs> you got it right. Absolutely. <laughs> I went there to get the job. And, and this is another thing, isn't it, <laughs> Ma- Ma- Marjack? Uh, my mm-hmm. son taught me this, mm-hmm. and when he Margaret went for job interviews, he would. Um, and this is a very, very key point. Mm-hmm. If you're going for an interview, if you whatever you're going to do, you got to do a background check on the company, the people that are running the company, mm-hmm. their finances, everything down to the dot the tie, dot the eyes, and cross the t's. Mm-hmm. And when you go in there, and they really do. Um, they're quite amused if you you know about them, and it shows that you've taken an interest. I was just going to say in, that, you know, and you stand out from the rest. Yes, I'm yeah. telling you, this is how yeah. it works. You know, you've taken the time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I was afraid. I thought, you know, I was going abroad alone. I probably should have taken somebody with me. Looking back at it, mm-hmm. you know, and I was a bit because uh, I'd never, I'd only been abroad two or three times, and it was only for work, mm-hmm. and I was so I'm like a, a young woman, 25 years old in October flying over to Germany all by myself for a big for a big audition and a big job and that and I you know I thought I I thought to myself if anything happens I've got to be alert mm. and everything but luckily the moment I met the producer Torsten Fenslow he was a DJ and that's how we got the inspiration for the music and to put yeah. the band together mm. and that I, as soon as I met him that was it it was just a beautiful feeling he was such a gentleman I enjoyed being in his company. Mm-hmm. He had a beautiful penthouse flat with his with a mezzanine and a wrap round balcony on the top floor, and his studio and everything there. And I felt immediately comfortable. It was great, and and it, it was just magic for me mm-hmm. and them too because everything came together. Every and they were kept kept saying to me, "Oh, you are you ready to be a star? This is going to be bigger." And I thought, "Oh, I've heard this all before." You were huge. Really <laughs> yeah, massive. you were and, huge. And he said to me, "Can I see your passport? I need to check when it when the date runs out and all that, you know." Wow. And I thought, "I'm just, I'm going to stay real cool because I've heard this all before." But it happened. And one, yeah. one thing you've said to me, um, for possibly budding artists that are listening, was the schedule. It was quite a heavy schedule, right? For one and a half years, yeah, it was chock a block mm. nearly all the time. For mm. one, and then after that, it started to slow down. But it was real busy for yeah. another six months or nine months, and then after that, we, we things got more sane mm. for the follow for last two years. I'm sure. How many shows was it in the the first year? Two hundred and fifty shows. In a year, yeah, and I've still got the paperwork. Wow, that's yeah. two hundred and fifty shows. There's yeah. only fifty-two. That's not including all the TV shows. Wow. That's just touring. Yeah, that's wow. not including all the TV shows and radio interviews and mm-hmm. photo sessions we did and and other stuff. It's a heavy schedule, isn't it? To be at the top, it's a very heavy it, schedule. Yeah, everybody wants you all over the world. And were you tired by the end of yeah, it, or but were you willing I was to young, go? It was easy, you know. Okay. I mean, it wasn't that. It, I mean, I did have a. Um, a little bit anxiety, mm. but it was good anxiety. It wasn't, yeah. 
you know, uh, but I, and I had the energy, and and I'd worked towards this for so long, mm. you know, mm. that I, I, I and I was so happy. I was a bit shocked to be a pop star. Yeah. <laughs> and I felt, to be honest with you, because I'd come from bands. Yeah. I felt a bit guilty, you know, do, doing being in a band where there's no instruments. Okay. Oh. But later on. Um, Two years after we got the back there was a band because they knew the musicians in the area really mm. good band and we had that band and they stayed with us for two years and we toured germany and the so they played on top of them backing tracks mm. and, too creative and they knew it? them as well from past they knew yeah. the producers and all that so wow. i said because i always said to them i always wanted to bring the band some live elements into the and of course we've tossed some past in because he wanted that too mm. oh so tanny you've chosen uh... so i was very unlucky and i was very lucky yeah both extremes. And you utilised it in a great way. Did you're my best. here to tell the story today and I know that you're going to go on and do some even more greater things. Thank you. I have a lot to show for it actually yeah. and I'm very happy about that. I'm very happy that um, financially um, it's not easy all the time but mm. I still have a lot to show for it all these years later. Awesome. I'm glad about that. Fantastic. So Because you know the industry can be very... Ruthless. Fickle. And I've, fickle. Had, I've had been ripped off. Don't think I'm not. I've been very badly ripped off more than mm. once, more than twice. But yeah. that's, it's very important for an artist to invest any money they make. Yeah. So that 10, 20 years down the line, they've got something to show for it. So it's really investment, like you said, investment, keeping yeah. an eye and knowing what is happening when you're there touring on those big stages, yeah. singing and entertaining mm -hmm. and what's happening over invest, there as well. Invest in education because that you cannot, nobody can take it away from yeah. you and invest in property. Absolutely. Because that, those are the two best things you can invest in. So you choose three songs and we're going to choose one from here. It was Here I Come, um, Don't Stop the Music or Ain't Nobody and also River Deep. What one springs out to you that we can play for you now? Okay, let, let's what, do... what is the inspiration for behind it? All right, let's do Don't Stop the Music. I heard that when I was around 12 years old and I was blown away by the beautiful vocals and the production of it's the beautiful It's an amazing song. track. I love amazing. that one. Amazing. So here we go. We'll see y'all in five. Oh, that was the sounds of the Yardwood Brothers. Tanya Evans in the house with us tonight. And um, yeah, don't stop the music. And yeah, Tanya, don't stop what you're doing because y you really are an inspiration to all of us. Thank you. Now we know that we asked a question before um, we we broke off, and the question was uh, was all around giving someone a service. If you give a client a service and they don't pay after you provide that service, what do you do? What would you do? If you gave a client a service and they didn't pay, Ken, Tanya, who, who, I who first? <laughs> I don't mind. Me go and cast them, man. <laughs> you cast them off? <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> no. Cause... What would you do that you got to? You, um, it's in line, mm. Kenny. What would you do? Uh, well, it depends. I, I know I'm playing devil's advocate here, but it depends on the circumstances. Because sometimes people forget mm. their pin number. No, because I've. I forgot my opinion. I have done that. I have gone and I sometimes do forget my PIN number. Sometimes mm. you forget to check your account, assuming that you had money. And sometimes debitors can take out money when they're not supposed to. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> However, this lady, this is a... Um, so I'm just playing devil's advocate. This is an article that Lily sent over and it's about a woman. And I think we might have to 
take this over to next week because I think it's quite an important uh, topic. Mm-hmm. And she went and had her eyelashes done. Mm-hmm. And um, sadly, the woman done the nice eyelashes. She's fluttering, you know, these girls with these long um, extra feathers on their eyes. Mm-hmm. And she got to the till, or she got to the cash point, not the cash point, you know, where you tap. Mm-hmm. And it declined the card. She'd mm. done it, she, it declined the card. So, obviously, she's provided that service to the woman. Mm-hmm. So, guess what the woman did? I have no idea. What did mm. she do? She cut her eyelashes off. What? She cut the eyelashes off, Not, but not just the lashes that she attached. She also cut the woman's eyelashes mm. off for not paying it's very harsh, harsh. that is quite harsh what can, do you I, think? can i also say that sometimes mm. a card machine within sometimes a card machine within a shop um or department store wherever this this happened yeah can doesn't always work sometimes their machines can be faulty okay but so could you imagine if the woman's um, cash machine was faulty and she cut the woman's eyelashes off because she didn't pay for the service is well, that lawsuit? Possibly. No. Well, they're both at fault, no. really. Yeah. They're yeah, but you just fault. said if the cash machine's not working. Yeah, but it's still the the person mm. has received a service. Mm-hmm. Still, they're uh, uh, for a service, you got to exchange goods for a service. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's still at fault. Mm-hmm. So beautiful people, what are your thoughts out there as regards to um, having a service? And um, naturally, Lily says, no, 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 don't come to me without your money. (laughs) (laughs) Learn to use Monzo. Monzo's very good. Um, Or ping it to me. Well, you know what? Sometimes you can just make a deal, verbal deal with the person and say, um, can you do this for me then? Yeah. Instead of giving me the cash, perhaps. Because maybe we're moving towards that now with everything becoming electronic. surveillance or electronic um payment now yeah mm-hmm. cash is going yeah, but th- this is this wasn't cash this was actually electro- electronic money so maybe it is a good idea to carry cash just in case i did say yeah, that that's true yeah did you say that i did say that earlier we had this discussion earlier and i did say that sometimes it's good to have a little bit of money on yourself mm-hmm. um because we are going more and more into a cashless society mm-hmm. but Cash is still relevant. It's yeah. still currency. Always. It's yeah. still a currency. For the next Ca- 10 years, I think, after yeah. that, it ain't going to be relevant. So money's maybe. still relevant. And I'll just, just to finish off my thoughts on it, is that the the person who gave the service could have taken something of value of, of, the, of the one that received the service. Mm-hmm. Maybe a ring, a watch, mm-hmm. something to hold yeah. of mm-hmm. value mm-hmm. until that person obviously you give them a certain amount of time whether it's five days seven days for i don't know 14 days mm. Mm. and if they don't come back then you have a right to pawn or sell or whatever yeah to yeah. recoup some of the money yeah because i know i know that um if you went to a restaurant and you had a meal and you didn't pay and you didn't pay that you'd have to end up washing the dishes right would you have to end up washing the dishes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would let them wash the dishes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and come and work for me for a week, dependent on mm. uh, dependent <laughs> on how much it cost for the actual service mm. that you provided. Yeah. It's true. But they might not come back, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. That's and, true. And and if it get if it were to work legal terms, it it can actually cost you more. 
yeah. than the actual mm-hmm. service that you received. Mm-hmm. So my advice is is to carry <laughs> carry some money. Yeah. Carry some money. Mm-hmm. There you go. So it's gonna be valid for the next five or ten years, isn't it? Yeah, cash will. I mean, throughout the the um, COVID period, a lot of people weren't taking cash. That's right. But and they say, no, oh, no, cash is always going to be here. But I hope so, but I don't think so. I yeah. think after the next ten or fifteen years, no more. Yeah, thing of the past. So beautiful people. Can I give one more shout out, please? Yes, I yes. know he's listening. Gary Oakley, yeah, the best out. chef in Tottenham. <laughs> <laughs> Best chef in Tottenham. Oh, the again. best chef. He cooks Shout up to a storm, you, Gary. He? he cooks up a storm. So oh, he certainly does. Every day. <laughs> it's quite mad. It's the 11th of May and time goes so quickly. Mm. We've had you in the studio with us. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you, Wimbo. And, and thank you, the, Kenny. It's an absolute pleasure. It's been a thank pleasure. You. Thank you for coming thank and you. thank you for sharing your story with us. Much yes. appreciated. Thank you very much. And to the listeners as well, sharing it with the listeners. And Absolutely. shout out to the listeners in Germany because they gave us our first big success. Wow. So I have an affection for Germany. Yeah, and that's Mark Philogene, who's on, on a, Mark's on a, on a Sunday, he's on, on a Monday, and what other days is Mark on? I think he's on on a Friday as well, okay, and he's great. from Bremen in Germany. Okay, that, yeah, I know where that is. Yeah, and then we also have um, Sonia, who listens in from Germany. Hello, She's Mark. Hello, Sonia. From Essen. Oh, lovely. Germany. I know, yes. Yes. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. So what, what we've been doing is looking into the 10x rule. And we know that the 10x rule, it does um, influence success to a financial business gain. What's that, Ken? No, it's okay. And um, what, what we're on to this week, I think, is number 11. And that's about readily taking action. And it highlights this is, this is entirely what this book is about. I hope that much is clear by now. The highly successful take unbelievable, unbelievable amounts of action, regardless of what that action looks like. These people really do nothing, even when they are on vacation. Just ask their, their spouses or families whether it is by way of getting others to take action for them getting attention for their products or ideas or just grinding it out day and night. The successful have been consistently taking high levels of action before anyone ever heard their names. We'll leave it there. And that's what you said earlier, isn't it, Tanya? Yes, Tanya? Success means, what is it? What is the saying again? The success, um, opportunity and preparation. Opportunity, opportunity, add preparation is success yes catch me on facebook tanya evans tanya evans music and through caesar cesari caesar cesari yeah yeah? he's really good guy he's looking after the facebook stuff big fan and he's very very helpful mark says um greetings tanya sunday and mondays and mark's on on a sunday and a monday all right right, greetings to you as well mark thank you so we catch you on facebook Tony Evans? Yeah, yeah. There's a page there with um, some information and everything I've done. I should put some more stuff on there, actually. Brilliant, brilliant. And um, John Newman says that take um, their bank details on the card and ask for ID, charge first, then serve them later. Yeah, good idea. (laughs) Um, And it depends on what they bought and are buying or whatsoever to what service did you give them. So 
it wasn't me personally, it was just a question that was thrown out there. So charge first. I don't find anything wrong with charging first and and then giving the service, right? But sometimes the problem is when you charge first and then you look in the mirror and it's just three eyebrows and you look in there and they don't do them properly. <laughs> what do you do? You know what? One time I had my eyebrows done waxed yeah. and she tore off the thing and my eyebrows were sore and yeah. bleeding and then everything. Oh no. Yeah. And, she, and she acted like it didn't happen. Did, did you pay first? No, I didn't. Have, I, you know what? I actually paid off. She's still paying. You still paying. Pay yeah, I, I didn't say anything, but I should have said something looking back. And that's the trouble, isn't it? it? I mean, unless it's from someone reputable as well. If you go, I mean, someone cutting off your eyelashes—that is so, that's so wicked, out of order. Yeah, mm-hmm. so like she should have never cut them eyelashes off. And if she did, like no, surely she must have had some kind of um, thing that would remove the eyelashes. But she was probably angry that, yeah. that for the money. And so that was totally wrong. Mm. But if you're going in on an unrecommended service and then you have the service and the service is bad, I mean, the service has still been performed. So that's you still problem. have to pay. And yeah, that's the exactly. Yeah. That's the issue. Try that's and pay a lower fee if you can, but and if she you can't. And I, I assume that she cut off her, um, her eyelash because she felt she didn't want to provide any other service to this person. Right. So maybe that's why mm. she did it. But then, like you've stated before, <laughs> that possibly the card worker wasn't reading. It could have been a number of different factors and leave something valuable <laughs> and then come back and collect it later when you got the money. That There's would be always the a solution. Thing. Yeah. You know, try to reason with some people because we could all find ourselves in that situation. You never yeah. know. Yeah. So, beautiful people, we have really come to the end of the show tonight. I'm going to shout out all the DJs on the station, George George Flavors, thank you so much for this platform. And uh, you can catch George on a Saturday and on a Sunday. Um, On Saturday, he's on at 10 till 12, as well as Sundays at 2 till 4. And on Sundays, you can catch all of the DJs um, on from early morning till late at night. You'll find John J.E., DJ Laro, who is on After Me, ten till ten, um, 8 till 10 tonight. Um, DJ Mark Philogene, DJ John J., um, John, George Flavors, sorry. <laughs> Get tongue-tied, tongue-tied. As well as um, Nigel, you'll find Nigel on from on a Saturday and a Sunday. And Ninja Man Lloyd, you'll get Ninja Man Lloyd on on a Thursday. As well as a sat- Sunday night DJ Caddies on Thursday and tomorrow you will catch um, Charlie Muir um, from 7 till 9 as well as Darnell the therapist with the wellness show from 9 to 11 did you want to say something I was just going to say if you can't remember all that just check the website yeah check the schedule but it's always nice to mention the DJs and not forgetting DJ Slim who's on a Thursday and on a Monday so as Ken says please check the schedule and um, yeah I guess all that we've got left to say now is we will see y'all on the other side. On the other side. Thank Take you. Take care. Thank you, everybody.